Welcome to this edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Hope Go. If you haven't ventured to Taiwan's coastline or to one of the archipelago's offshore islands, get ready for a surprise. There are no skyscrapers, and all that technology which put Taiwan on the map, it can hardly be felt, let alone seen. But offshore islands like Xiaoliuqiu off the coast of southwest Taiwan are popular, not just because of access to sun, sand, and surf, but because they offer a chance for humans to get up close and personal to marine life. And while Xiaoliuqiu's popularity might be a blessing for its human residents, marine experts are now questioning the impact of tourists on areas like Xiaoliuqiu. One of these is Academia Seneca's Shashan Keshavmurthy. Who has lived in Taiwan for 13 years and is a postdoctoral research fellow studying coral reefs around the island. Taiwan is on the edge of coral triangle. Coral triangle is up to Philippine, so we are just on the edge. So southern Taiwan is mainly consisting of coral reef, and northern Taiwan are communities. And because although Taiwan is very small, so we can go from tropical all the way to high latitude communities. From south to north, the distribution of corals is all around Taiwan. So you can see in the south, of course, in in Kenting, then in Xiaoliuqiu, and then Orchid Island, Green Island, and in Penghu Archipelago, and then in the northern Taiwan, and、uh, along the east coast in some of the locations. So this is the normal distribution of corals in Taiwan. But as with many coral-rich areas around the world, Taiwan's reefs are being threatened by a familiar nemesis. Climate change, which has made conditions around the island challenging for its coral population,、uh, persistent for months, which resulted in high temperatures even in shallow waters, and lack of typhoons. So, normally in summer, the high temperatures of oceans are cancelled by the generation of typhoons, which bring down the temperature. So we need typhoons also as normalcy, but that's not happening in in recent years. Typhoons are seems to be avoiding Taiwan. Actually, they are going other ways. So that means, if the temperature increase in summer, the water temperature doesn't have any other way to cool down, and that will have directly effect on coral coral health. Now, divers and snorkelers might question that assessment, especially those who have stuck close to shore, and they might have seen a fair number of corals which appear impervious to heat. There are corals in the natural environment which can resist to temperature naturally, because maybe they have adapted through time or they are acclimatized to that kind of environmental conditions. So that's what we see. There are a couple of three to four coral species which we have been working on. We found that compared to those sensitive corals, these are more, you know, they perform better in those stress environments. Presence of some resilient corals. Doesn't mean that the ecosystem is healthy. For a coral reef ecosystem to be healthy, they also need different species of the diversity should be there. The corals which are resistant, most of them don't contribute to building of the reef. So they are like stony corals which are like just like stone.、Uh, they don't have any 3D structure like branch or trees. So the corals which have which look like trees. Those corals are the one who support many other biodiversity, like fish and other things. And that's not what you're seeing in Kenting. Yes, in in the nuclear power plant, yes, in the shallow waters, if you go, you will see resistant corals to temperature stress. But they are not reef builders. They are not 3D corals. They are not the corals which can support fish or support other organisms. They are just there. 
Are these corals just found in Taiwan or can they be found around the world? Oh, they can be found around the world. They are stress-resistant species, actually. That's the reason why they survive. They are found normally in disturbed, turbid, stress environments. If you take a look at the type of species which are present at the shallow waters of the nuclear power plant location, you can know what will be the future in other parts of the world. Because nuclear power plant, the seawater temperature is already around 2 to 3 degrees higher than the other other location, which is almost similar to what the IPCC predicts for 2030-2050. It's around plus 2 to 3 degrees average temperature higher than the present. So if you look at that perspective, that point of view, then you can say that, look, we will lose many coral species. There will be some coral species which will still survive, but they will not contribute to the you know, overall ecosystem health. They will be there. We call it natural mesocosm experiment, which is happening. Not found in many places. Like, I don't know of any other locations where there is a nuclear power plant right on top of coral reefs. Helping coral reefs recover would be easier if areas like Xiaoliuqiu didn't have to contend with a growing number of tourists. The island's human inhabitants may welcome these tourists, but Keshav Murthy doesn't think the reefs would share that sentiment. Is there something in the tourist behaviors that are creating the stresses, or it's just the presence of humans that are creating this problem? Presence of humans is creating the problem. You can't, you can't visit a location with such, such high intensity. It's like I'm visiting to my friend's place every day for 30 minutes just to say hello because I like my friend. I think that I, I'm not going to give any pressure to my friend, but my friend may f- find pressure of that. And uh, after a certain time, they may refuse to see me. So it's the same thing that we don't realize our actions, that yes, there are studies done about willingness to pay for conservation. So people who visit a certain marine park or nature, so how much are you willing to pay so that we will use that money for conservation efforts? There are people who are willing to pay because they want to pay because they want to see the corals or they want to, you know, scuba dive, they want to snorkel. Yes, of course, that's okay. But is that enough? Your willingness to pay is like, it's the same thing like we pay to the environmental NGOs like Greenpeace or any other WWF. Once we pay, we think that our job is done. That's very normal human psychology. I say, okay, every year I'm donating so much money, so now it's not my uh, concern anymore. I think that I have done my job for conservation and I still can go and visit. But that's not the point. The point is that human pressure is the problem. Some locations they can recover, some locations they don't recover. And that depends on many factors locally. So what we are seeing in Taiwan is that there are some locations probably they will recover. There are some locations they will not recover. Personally, I think Locations like Shaolachau, if there is so many people visiting all the time, probably they will not recover. There will be local extinction of corals. Not just corals, of course, there will be other organisms also going, you know, lost, uh, extinct because of that. And he's not alone. The reefs at Xiaoliuqiu are now considered to be at its most fragile by Taiwan's Ocean Conservation Administration. What happens now is up to us. For Taiwan Talk, I'm Hope Go.